It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the 2023 NBA draft with Daily Thunder Sprinter Rabar, talking about favorite prospects, least favorite prospects, and everything in between of this crazy draft cycle. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Pod. You can also text the show if you want to, 405-963-3686 for a direct line to the show brought to you by FanDuel. It's the official sports book of Lockdown. Make every moment more by visiting FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today. To get started, we are here with Daily Thunder's own Mr. Brandon, the most, the most popular, the most incredible Twitter follow on the interwebs, on the Thunder Sphere. How are you doing today? Oh, that was a great intro. First of all, thank you. Uh, I don't know about all that, but I do appreciate it. Uh, I'm good. Uh, just watched the Nuggets uh, and the Heat. Uh, congratulations to Uncle Jeff Green, uh, you know, and Ish Smith, and there's a couple of the Thunder guys, but congrats to them. Yeah, of course, you were talking about Peyton Watson, drafted 30th <laughs> yeah. overall by the Thunder last right, year. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, I got to tell you, I missed this season, not just because of Thunder basketball, but because of the positivity that you would inject in my life every day at the Thunder Arena. So I cannot wait to get back together next week whenever we are at the draft in some capacity, uh, talking things over. But speaking of that positivity, I'm going to put you on the hot seat right away. Let's do Who's it. Who's your favorite prospect in this draft? If you had to pick one, if you could pick anyone in this draft, not named Victor or Scoot or Brandon Miller, who would be your guy that you would want Sam Presci to go get? Yeah, my guy from the very beginning, and it's been a long time, uh, has been Taylor Hendricks. And I'm going to kind of hipster Taylor Hendricks here because I was like on the Hendricks hype wagon, like back when he was being mocked at like 13, 14. Uh, he's just such a perfect fit for this Thunder team. Um, so yeah, if I, if I could choose anybody, handpick, it would be Taylor Hendricks. His his combination of shooting, obviously like nearly 40% from three, uh, nearly 80% from the free throw line, then the, the shot blocking, uh, the size, the rebounding, all those things. Such a perfect fit with, you know, the core four and especially next to Chet in the front court. So that's who I would choose. Uh, you know, obviously Jairus Walker would be great too, but the, those are kind of the two guys I think most Thunder fans would like to move up for and and I'm with all the Thunder fans on that. 
So you were in on him. You were like in on the band whenever they were playing a local coffee shop, but now they're selling out arenas and you're just like, what happened here? What do we do? Yeah. What is yeah, the deciding feel, factor? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. That's what I mean by I hipstered uh, Hendrix. Uh, I was I was on that early. Uh, and if you go back, like I had a tweet, like uh, it seemed crazy at the time because I had him at like fifth, like a, a, a few months ago, a couple months ago. And I said, I'm willing to take the L on this. Uh, so it's kind of cool to see like, you know, his stock going up uh, since then you know, because of that tweet, obviously. Right. I mean, obviously NBA GM just sat around. I told you you're a wonderful Twitter follower because NBA GMs listen to you and adjust with your curve. So what was the deciding factor for you about Walker versus Hendricks? It's the shooting. I mean, uh, you know, Walker, obviously the playmaking is there. Uh, there's more creation there. Uh, I love like, you know, his beefiness. I mean, he's like 240 pounds. Uh, you know, he's very versatile defensively. So there's a lot to like about Jarris Walker, but I, I really like Hendricks uh, defense as well. One of the best defenders in this class. He's got more length and height than Jarris Walker does. But it, it really comes down to the shooting, you know, with with this Thunder team, you know, if you can put Taylor Hendricks, who projects to be a good three point shooter, Chet Holmgren, who projects to be a good three point shooter, the spacing that those two and J-Dub and then, you know, as Giddy gets better and better each season, we saw the, the huge increase last year, put those guys around Shea open up that space for him and let him do his thing, open up that space for Giddy and J-Dub to drive. Like, it's just the possibilities are endless when you put a shooter like that at the four and then you have a shooter like Chet is at the five. It just opens things up so much. So I, I like that. I think that I think that we're in the same wavelength of either Taylor Hendricks or Dries Walker. For me, I've had Walker a bit ahead of Hendricks, but it's it's that – it's that battle of like 1A, 1B where you can't yep. go wrong either way. If you can just get one of them, we're yeah. going to be so excited. We're going to be so overjoyed if one of them becomes a member of the Thunder here in a couple of days. Uh, that's going to be incredible. You mentioned shooting. Now, I think that there's two schools of thought on Grady Dick. Where do you fall on the Kansas sharpshooter? I'm more in the middle, but I do lean more towards – I would like to see him on this Thunder team. Like, you know, if he's if he's fallen to 12, obviously the, that's a great value pick, and I think that he would probably better at that point than, than the other guys on my board. Uh, the shooting at that size would be such a nice fit. You know, I, I think he's probably – him or Jordan Hawkins, I think we can all agree, are the two best shooters probably in this draft class. And the fact that he's 6'7", some people say 6'8", looks like he's closer to like 6'7", Six, seven and a half. Um, but, you know, I, I, this is, you know, not an original take. I do think he is better defensively than he's given credit for. Um, but he's still not a great defender by any means. I think that he's a little more athletic than he's given credit for, even though he's not all that athletic. Um, you know, I do wonder if you're playing defensively, him and Giddy together at say the three and the four or the two and the three or the one and the three, whatever you want to call it, it may put your defense in a little bit of a bind. Um, all that said, the shooting could be special. You know, look at like what Isaiah Joe, Mike Muscala, you put guys like that with um, Shea Gilgis Alexander in this team and it really opens things up. 
so even though I'm not completely all the way bought in, like he's not like my guy, I do still think that Grady Dick would be a really, really nice add to this Thunder team, and I'd, I'd be all about it if it happened. Yeah, we've got to get the official measurement on Grady Dick because, as we all know, the inches, inches do matter with Grady Dick. But when we're talking about him, I think that he is more than just a shooter in this draft. Like, I think that he relocates off balls so well. He can cut to the basket very well. Uh, and he can just do more things offensively than just shoot. And then defensively, I'm glad you brought up Isaiah Joe. I think that he is closer to Isaiah Joe than he is a traffic cone on the defensive end. Like, yeah. Isaiah Joe is not someone that you want to put on an island against LeBron James. But – he was last year good enough to stay connected on your hip, uh, continue to battle defensively, get in your way, and not get played off the floor as a, as a pure shooter. And I think that that's more so what Grady Dick is going to be able to do at the next level. So I really like that fit for OKC. You mentioned it. Every time you've given this core shooting around them, they've gotten better, whether that's Muscala, whether that's Isaiah Joe, and hopefully, of course, with Chet Holmgren, uh, you know, doing the same thing as he comes back to the fold. But I, I am in on Grady Dick. Uh, with this team however i would say that it would be you know the 1a 1b of walker Hendricks, and then grady dick speaking of those three guys it seems like they're not really going to fall to pick 12 surprises always happen on draft night so that, that's the caveat here how comfortable are you trading up in this draft and and, and what's kind of your cutoff point of like where you want to get to yeah for Hendricks or walker <laughs> I would go up pretty far, honestly, to get Hendricks Walker. I, I think, obviously, one, two, or three is off the board. I, I don't think that's going to happen. And just how much it would take to get there. Um, four with the Rockets, you know, there's, there's, I've seen some talk of like, you know, give the Rockets back, you know, what the Thunder have with their draft picks and move up. I still think that's a little rich. Um, but once you start talking five, six, I think you got to get ahead of the Pacers if you want to get uh, your choice of Walker Hendricks. I think the Pacers, are going to take either Walker or Hendricks. And I think that that's going to be the first one off the board. I don't think they're going to go one through six. I, you know, I've seen, you know, some, some mocks having the Pistons take Walker. I've seen some mocks having the Magic take Hendricks because they need shooting. I think that, you know, Asar and, and Whitmore are probably going there in some sort of order, five and six. But if you can get to six and get Walker or Hendricks, I would do it. I would use what it takes to get up there. For Grady Dick, I think his most likely landing spot is probably 11 to the Magic. You know, he could surprise. Maybe he goes 9 to the Jazz. Um, I'd be willing, if I was the Thunder, to move up to 10 for Grady Dick, especially if if that's like Presti's guy and he's bought in and believes in it. Absolutely. Especially there's so many different easy ways to move up to a 10 with the Maz, whether it's taking on that Breton's contract, whether it's, you know, there's there's a bunch of you could take on Reggie Bullock. You could give them, you know, a future first, heavily protected, you know. All the first that are left the Thunder have are actually pretty good ones. Uh, but you know, if you protect them for that, I, I probably wouldn't want to give up a first, move up two spots. But again, if if Presty loves him and he knows he's going at eleven and that's this guy, I'd give up a first to move up two to get him. So I want to ask you about another trade package possibility coming up, including we're going to get into our least favorite prospects of this draft. But first, I want to tell you right now, but good friends over at eBay Motors, folks. eBay Motors is incredible because they know to build a championship team, you need the players and the parts that fit just right. It's the same thing when it comes to working on your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time that you get 
parts, accessories, anything for your car, head on over to eBay Motors. It's eBay's guaranteed fit to be sure every part fits just right the first time around. That way you can add your car to my garage, look for that green check mark, and you'll know you're going to get the perfect fit every single time or your money back guaranteed because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. So head on over right now to eBay Motors. Do not waste any time. Make sure you're getting over there and getting the right parts and the right fit at the right price at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Motors guaranteed fit is only available in U.S. uh, for U.S. customers only. Exclusions do apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here talking with my main man, Brandon, from DailyThunder.com, 107.7 The Franchise, and everywhere on the Twitter sphere. You've obviously seen his his ever-popular Twitter account floating around there. You are the Twitter king of the Thunder universe. Brandon, I'm not going to let you say who you dislike yet because I know that your brand is positivity. We're going to delay that for a little bit longer. I appreciate that. I want to ask you I want to ask you this question now. This is where you're going to have to put some critical, you know, topics out there. You have your big board. I have my yep. big board. Going off of how you've evaluated this draft, and the different tiers that you have or whatever formulas that you have to, to evaluate this draft. What do you think would be, is there any value you think in doing a trade that's been very popular around the community of like, Hey, give the jazz pick 12 and their pick back next year for pick nine. Does that provide enough value? Are you getting a different tier of player in your opinion to go up to nine to warrant, as you mentioned in the last segment, giving up a first round pick in the future? Yeah, I think so. You know, and I know I know the history of the drafts and like, you know, you can go back and look how many all-stars are picked one, pick two through four, pick five through. You know, when you get to like nine and 12, there's, you know, virtually no difference. As a matter of fact, I think 12 historically has been better than nine, if I remember right. So I, I, I realize that. But in this particular draft, I think it's just about fit for the Thunder. Like, you know, maybe you can argue that Case and Wallace or Taylor Hendricks are the same tier of player as say Bilal Koulibaly uh, or, you know, whoever may fall there at 12 to the thunder. But I, I just keep going back to like Taylor Hendricks or, or Jairus Walker. And there's a world, I, I think it's actually very likely that Taylor Hendricks is still there at nine uh, because I think more than likely Indiana takes one of those two at seven, then probably the Wizards take Anthony Black or Kaysom Wallace at eight. So if you jump to nine, even though that's just three spots uh, and maybe you're getting the same tier of player, I mean, I, I don't think so. If, if Hendricks or Walker was available, is my default. Yes, it's absolutely worth it. I know that you can make the argument like if Asar Thompson is there, you know, he's supposed to be a different tier of player if he's fallen. I really, really like Case and Wallace. I have him really high on my board. Um, I see that he's fallen in a lot of mock drafts on and a lot of big boards. If he was there at 12 for the Thunder, I would jump at that. Um, but, 
think that it is worth it. Long, long way to say this. Yes, I do think it's worth it if the right player is there. It's worth giving up, uh, especially that that Utah pick uh, for next year. Absolutely. And what is considered a, a weaker draft next year. And the Thunder already have a few other picks, even though I, they just gave one away to Denver. Didn't give it away. It was actually a really good deal. Yeah, I think it's a good deal. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think that some people might get confused of like, how can you still include that Utah pick after the Denver trade? First and foremost, the Denver trade has not been officially announced yet. The, the trade does not go through the league office until the team issues the PR you know, statement, not yeah. whenever Woj's tweet goes live. So uh, technically speaking, the, the Thunder have not committed to do anything yet and could say the least favorable of the three remaining picks. And also they just could give you any pick that they wanted to next year of the least favorable of those picks. So if you no longer had the Utah pick, that could obviously no longer be the least favorable of the ones that you own. So uh, there is some language there where you could still trade uh, a pick in next year's draft. You just have to, you just have to owe one, your least favorable one to Denver, which could be any of them uh, at that point of whatever you're left with come draft night. But Brandon, we've talked about what we like, what we would do. Let's say that the Thunder can't find a trade partner and stay put at 12. We've mentioned a lot of names that I think will most likely, barring some sort of draft day catastrophe, uh, be on the board. You know, it won't be on the board at pick 12. On the board at pick 12, you're looking at Koulibaly, Leonard Miller. You're looking at these kind of names. You mentioned Kaysan Wallace. Who would you hope, outside of the, the, the one-of-one targets like you know Walker and Hendricks, who would you hope is there at 12, and, and who would you jump on? Are you a Koulibaly guy? Are you a Leonard Miller guy? Like, where, What are you feeling? Yeah, I'm a Leonard Miller guy, uh, and I know that you are too, because uh, I've, I've seen you tweet about it. Uh, again, going back, to, you know, I think that the Thunder still want best talent, but I think, you know, at 12, you know, the, if you're choosing between Leonard Miller, Kobe Bufkin, Bilal Koulibaly, Jordan Hawkins, you know, you can make the argument for, you know, who is the BPA? I don't know who's the best player available. Um, but I think that Leonard Miller is this perfect match of talent, fit, high floor, high ceiling, like his size next to Chet would be phenomenal. This team obviously needs some more size. He's got great size. He's got great length. He, he checks a lot of thunder boxes, not only the size and length, but the nonstop motor, uh, high character guy. Um, and the ceiling is still high. You know, I think a lot of people see him, you know, what he was last year and what he became this year. And they think that he's raw or think that, you know, there's, there's some risk here. I think that the rebounding, he's one of the best rebounders in this draft class. Uh, and he shot like 33% uh, from, from three. But here's the deal. It was from the NBA line. He did it in the G League against this great competition. Uh, he shot nearly 80% from the free throw line. So I think that he's got shooting upside. Uh, I think the vers versatility is there. He's Canadian. I mean, so like all these Thunder boxes. So I do like Koulibaly. I do like Bufkin, though, and and Case and Wallace. Like, I would rank them possibility realistic being there. My favorites would be Kaysen, Leonard Miller, Kobe Bufkin, Koulibaly. I'd be happy with any of those. Once you get past those into some of these other names, I wouldn't be quite as as stoked for some of the other guys. Uh, but I do like those four names, realistic names that could be there. But but I really like Leonard Miller's fit. I'm glad that you've come around on Leonard Miller. The, whenever I broached this topic at Sam Presti's exit interview, I almost got thrown out of the room. So I'm glad that people are starting to come Not around. Me. On yes, you were one that was that was able to be in my corner. 
but <laughs> most people were upset and even compared him to uh, a certain building block that shall not be named uh, anymore. So we will forgive those who have done that and welcome everyone onto the Miller Time hotline here in Oklahoma City if that were to happen. Your best bet. Now, this is just gut feeling. No one aggregate this, no source, nothing, but your gut feeling on draft night, when we gather around to hear Uncle Sam talk after the draft, has he traded up from 12 or pick at 12? My gut is pick at 12, but that's only because it's, you know, it's just, you're playing the odds, you're playing the percentages. It's more than likely that they will pick at 12. But I will say this, we all know, and I know that you, you've talked about this, the Thunder have traded in every single draft for the past several years. Sam Presti is not afraid to trade. He is not afraid to go up and get his guy. And if he has a guy that he's targeting, he will do what it takes to go up and get that guy, especially in this draft. You know, if you're looking outside of Wimby, Scoop, Brandon Miller, and maybe a man, everybody's kind of gettable. Um, so I do think that that he will try. Now it's a matter of, you know, maybe the the Wizards are in love with Anthony Black. Maybe the Jazz are in love with Taylor Hendricks. You know, maybe it, maybe the Pacers are in love with Jarris Walker and it doesn't happen. Uh, so this is a wishy-washy answer. The gut says that they will pick at 12, but my head does say that, you know, Presley target he'll do what it takes to get him and he's got the assets and if he's going to do it this would seem like the time to do it so he's made a draft day trade each year since 2019 including wiggling his way up for jerry in the second round does that streak continue this year not necessarily going up from 12 but just in general does he buy back into the second round does he move up from 50 does he do anything trady in the draft yes the you know, even though I said my gut says that it'll be something, whether it's moving up from 12, whether it's buying back into the draft, whether it's, you know, trading up from 50 to, you know, the high 30s, whatever it may be. You know, I think that the streak continues. He's got all these assets, so many picks next year. Uh, it's a deep draft. And all of a sudden you don't have 37 anymore. I would be really, really surprised. And And there's supposedly a lot of teams that are willing to trade this year, whether it's trading out, whether it's trading down, trading up, whatever it is, uh, it seems like a deal will happen. I would guess. Yes. And obviously this is just guessing, but you know, for everyone who was concerned about trading pick 37 in that Denver deal last week, the thunder have a mountain of first round draft picks, which gets talked about a lot. They also have a mountain of second round draft picks and you can trade for second round draft picks, for literally nothing. I mean, you could trade my podcasting ability for a second-round draft pick in the NBA draft. So uh, I would be shocked if the Thunder uh, left value on the table uh, come draft night if there is value to be had in the second round. So keep that in mind as we progress. But, Brandon, coming up, putting you in the hot seat, Mr. Positivity is going to get negative. Your least favorite NBA draft prospect coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at FanDuel, FanDuel.com slash on. Go there right now to get started. It's a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back if your first bet does not win. 
in bonus bets. So make sure you check it out today by going to FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. You can bet on everything by going to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get your, getting your no, no sweat first bet. And right now, you can bet on the WNBA, which is still happening. The Stanley Cup is still going on. And baseball is prominently happening right now. Brandon, we just watched the Denver Nuggets take home their first NBA championship. Who would you bet on for next year's NBA championship? Wow. I, I think the Bucks will be back in it. Uh, you know, they're going to have an even bigger chip on their shoulder. You know, some of this, you know, who knows what's going to happen with like Middleton and, and all that stuff. But if I had to say right, honestly, I'd probably say the Nuggets if I had to. I just don't want to choose them to go back to back. So I'll go with the Bucks. Well, you can get the Bucks or the Nuggets for the same odds, plus 460. So you might as well stick with your gut. And if you don't think a repeat's going to happen, go throw some shekels down on the Milwaukee Bucks at fanduelcom slash locked on for that no sweat first bet with $2,500 in bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. So check it out today at fanduelcom slash locked on to get that bonus bet. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brandon, the time has finally come. We've been delaying it long enough. There is one name, one name in this entire draft that's sitting here today, I do not believe. I, I fall in your category, too, as a Mr. Positivity. But there's sure. one name that I do not believe I could talk myself into if he's the selection at 12. For you, who is your least favorite prospect? Yeah, so I, I am going to go by who could possibly be there at 12. So I'm going to pick someone that I've actually seen mocked to the Thunder at 12 that I just don't like for the Thunder, and that is Jet Howard. Um, look, I know he's got size. I know that he can shoot, but he just, he doesn't play defense. Uh, he's not like, you know, a playmaker. He's not you know, like, he doesn't bring the other intangibles, uh, to the, it's just shooting. Uh, and even then for an elite shooter, you know, I would have liked for his numbers to be a little bit better. Like, and I don't know, like where he fits, he's six, eight, but he's a guard, but he's not gonna be able to guard any, you know, NBA guards. Then, you know, you can't put him in power forward. I, I guess maybe small forward. Uh, so if I had to choose a guy that's been mocked to the Thunder that I don't dig, it would be Jet Howard. You know, I wish him well on another team. Uh, there's a few other guys I, I wouldn't be too too pumped about either, but but he's I've seen him in a few different mocks, and I've seen him. You know, I, I just I don't see it. I don't see it on this Thunder team. Can I guess yours? Go for it. Is it Keontae George? It's not Keontae George. Okay. Is it is it Rayon Repair? There you go. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I I my mind is so sick and twisted, Brandon. But <laughs> I I've sat back as I've as I've been studying the draft. I'm like, okay, if this is the pick, how how would I, you know, kind of talk about this the next day? What would be my mood the next day? And just as someone who likes to rationalize things and and, and, and have an upbeat attitude. 
repair. It would just leave me perplexed. I, I don't see a way where you can get a, a foundational offensive product in the NBA from repair right now, especially with the way the Thunder are constructed. His defense is great. That's, that's awesome. But like, I just don't see a pathway for him offensively that makes a ton of sense for the Thunder, especially at 12. And, I, and for me, I just have so many more players ranked ahead of him where there's so much more value that like, if he was the pick at 12, I just, I couldn't do it. Like Nick Smith Jr., another name that I don't get, like I wouldn't take him at 12. Yeah. But if Sam Presti did pull the trigger at pick 12, you, you know, we'd sit back at 1 p 1 a.m. On, on Thursday night and say, well, his high school tape was incredible. Right. And if yeah. this is Sam Presti's guy, then let's get behind him. Keontae George, well, that first half of the season, we're putting up buckets. It was incredible. If yep. this is Sam Presti's guy, but there's no little sliver. Even Derek Lively. Oh my gosh, he shot the ball in high school in his pro day, and there's size yeah. like the shred. It's going to be a block party. You see how there's all these breadcrumbs of like, I can get excited about almost anyone if Sam Presti drafts him at 12 besides Drew Timmy and Ryan Repair. So <laughs> that, that is kind of where I'm at with pick number 12 for me with Chet Howard. The ankle stuff is a concern in my opinion. I'm not sure if that's like totally uh, discussed at nauseum yet, but I think it will become draft night. Plus, like you mentioned, the only real way you can do it is like, maybe you just talk yourself into him being a train man replacement, but even that is just like throwing your hands a bit. So I do like your pick as well. Uh, to me, What's worrisome is it seems very cut and dry. Like it seems like if the Thunder don't trade up and go get Walker, Hendricks, or Dick, they're going to stay at 12 and pick one of Miller, Kulabale, and whoever, like like someone else, where it's, where it's like it seems too cut and dry, where there's going to be some sort of surprise thrown in right. the mix as Sam Presti's often want to do. Who do you think a surprise could be? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I, I agree with you on on pretty much everything you said uh, to the T. I it feels like if it's a 12 and everything goes according to boards, which they never do, but it does feel like it would be Koulibaly or Leonard Miller. It makes the most sense. But I do think a surprise, um, maybe like a Jalen Hood, Scafino, just because he's got, you know, he's got the size. He's He's got some upside. He's, he's a defender, high character. Uh, I, I just, I still don't see it. Like I, I know that he's been kind of going up boards lately. Like I saw ESPN uh, had him at twelve today. I know that he was in. Uh, he was another. Uh, was it? Sorry, forgive me. I know he was like top ten for. I think he went to the Jazz and another one. So he's maybe a name. Like if these guys with Intel are putting him that high, that means that maybe one of these teams. It feels like it would be the Jazz or the Wizards maybe really bought into to him and his name is Jalen. So it gives him a, a leg up with the thunder, but he's the only one that I could be like, okay, maybe they take him and it's a shocker. I still don't see it, but maybe. Yeah, I don't see it, but you're right. It, it could be like the surprise that we've been looking for. And I'm interested because now that the finals is wrapped up, the, the, the dams will start to break on NBA draft news. Yes. Uh, and NBA news in general, because you know the NBA is not like uh, news getting out to supersede the the NBA finals, and you've seen some trickling already. But now it's going to be a, just an entire slop fest the next few days of just yeah. a gluttony of of draft news. So I'm excited for that, uh, Brandon. We are in draft mode, so I, I'm going to unfairly shift gears about the offseason at whole. What do you think will happen this offseason? Are you expecting a calm offseason in Oklahoma City? I mean, there's going to be over $30 million of cap space. 
And Sam Presti will find a way to use that. Do I think he's going to go out and spend, you know, $30 million on a free agent? No. Do I think that he's going to, you know, trade for like a John Collins or something? No, I don't, I don't think those moves are going to happen. I mean, he's, he said, he spelled it out uh, in his, in his press conference to end the season, you know, when, when he gave the analogy of, you know, well, a couple analogies, one, you got to finish your breakfast Two, you know, you can't buy the paint before the station is made for your house. So he's telling you, you know, don't expect any of these big moves. I would expect, you know, maybe you take on some bad salary for an asset, whether that's moving up in the draft with like a Mavs or, uh, you know, maybe you get a first round pick from somebody, something like that. Um, the, the biggest splash I can maybe see now, I will say this. I could also see them saving some of that. You know, the trade deadline comes. Maybe this team is surprising. Maybe they're doing a little bit better than people thought. Maybe Chet Holmgren makes a big difference. And by, you know, midseason, you can kind of see the parts and where, you know, maybe what you need is this. And, hey, look, we have all this cap space still. Let's go out and get something. We only use $10 million of it this offseason. Let's, let's go do something. My one thing I'd be really interested in have. I know fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, fool me three or four times. I'm talking about uh, Micic, uh, Vasilye Micic. Uh, he does have NBA representation now. He does have an agent there. I'm just curious, you know, if you're looking for somebody to lead the bench and you don't get a case in Wallace or a Kobe Bufkin, um, uh, Maybe, maybe he actually comes over and, and plays here with, with the Thunder. I don't think it's going to happen. But if you're asking me what the biggest like kind of splash move uh, I could actually realistically see in half season, that would be the only thing I could see maybe happening. And I still wouldn't bet for it to happen. <laughs> you have just cursed every mailbag Monday from now until opening <laughs> night. With you're the welcome, idea. That was a great parting gift for, for this show. I really appreciate having to talk about a 29-year-old rookie who has so far never came to the NBA. I compared him yesterday to Mike Gundy. Whenever Mike Gundy is always telling OSU, I'm going to take the Tennessee job. They fired they fired Derek Dooley. I'm taking the Tennessee job. They fired Butch Jones. I'm taking the Tennessee job. They fired Jamie Pruitt. I'm taking the Tennessee job. He never takes the Tennessee job. And then they got Josh Heupel. And so like, I, I compare it to him to Mitchich where it's like I'm all, he's always coming over but never comes. And so, well, and so I just think that uh, it is just not a great time right now that you've just put that back in the ether uh, for everyone to, to talk about. Speaking to wrap it up of Sam Presti analogies, you are obviously a more wiser gentleman than I. Did you understand when Sam Presti said we're going downhill like a Warren Miller movie? Uh, okay, so here's the deal. I'm a huge movie buff, like huge. Like actually before I was a Thunder reporter, I actually did movie reviews uh, for a local paper. I'm like huge movie nerd. But even for me, I had to Google it. That makes me feel better. Yeah, I did. I was honestly, so I forgot, lost when he said that. And, I, and honestly, I forgot what the answer was. I Googled it and I was like, oh, okay. He, yeah, he, he like produces ski movies. Okay. So he's like going down <laughs> yeah, the hill no slope. Idea. But, yeah, I had no idea. I remember Googling it and be like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I had no idea. Okay, yeah, it's but, it's brutal. I, I, yeah. I have no idea how he pulled that off. I have yeah, no idea yeah. how he's so cultured. Because, like, at least for me, I get in this, like, basketball bubble. Like, I've literally only watched basketball for the last year. 
I got asked like what my favorite movie was that I've seen this year. And the only movie I've seen all year is air about basketball. And like yet Sam Presti, just this complete total human. Like he's actually a human and not a basketball robot. It's just impressive to me. Uh, nonetheless, Brandon, thank you for your time. Cannot wait to see you again next week, either Thursday or Saturday and catch up. Let them know where they can find you because some people might not know, but I think everyone already does. <laughs> Thanks for Uh, and let me say, you're doing a great job. Uh, keep up the great work. I am looking forward to uh, working with you more this season. Yeah, you can find me dailythunder.com. You can find me on the franchise in Oklahoma City. It's 107.7 FM or online at the franchise. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon Bar. Well, that's right there. So, yeah. There you go. I appreciate it, Brandon. I cannot wait to see you next week. Until then, be good. And be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.